Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Turn it up, everybody. Actually, medium volume. Medium volume, about a seven. Yeah, turn it to about to, seven. To, to, to an acceptable volume. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Presented by Bet365. Never ordinary fellas. It is the eve of the big one. Oh, the big one. The NBA championship? No. I the guess finals? Actually, just a regular season game. The in-season game. tournament finals. It's a meaningless game that we have invested all of our emotional... Uh, bandwidth into as well as our entire reputations. That sounds healthy. I know we had a championship <laughs> that doesn't even exist anymore. Wait, I like it. It all though. comes down to tomorrow <laughs> as the Nuggets take on the 76ers. Jokic and Bead get slated to play, we think. We're going to break down that matchup and talk about it from every angle. We're almost going to treat it like a playoff game, you guys. X factors and who else needs to step up <laughs> things we're looking for. We're going to get all into the weeds. We're going to do some hangover takes. We might even talk about some of the games go a little around the association because games are happening right now. So wow. maybe the earliest around the association of all time to help me. Brendan vote who walked here. I was going to say, man, haters thought I wouldn't do it. I did. I walked here. Uh, sound off, sound off in the chat. If you also walk to work, we're starting a movement. Give me a quiet shot. Um, much like Deion Sanders, I'm invested in a healthy Colorado. And I just want to see everyone out there uh, doing their thing, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, is that what it is? Uh, did you guys remember that Nathan for you where he the, called the movement where they start a moving company where if you work for free because they call it exercise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when you said I'm starting the movement. I just thought of that. Uh, over here, I got D-Line. Just to be clear, not healthy to walk in negative five degrees. No, it is. <laughs> it is if you're bundled up, baby. It is. I have a nice winter jacket. Yeah, we brought we've You guys about have it. seen it. Over there, Harrison Wynn. <laughs> Definitely did not walk to work today. Not possible for me to walk to work. I wouldn't even if it was possible. Yeah, no. yeah it's hard to walk from the penthouse. I know. <laughs> Drive-in was a little scary, you guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right. Nobody cares. Nope. Let's talk about, <laughs> though, hangover takes from last night. As the Nuggets got the win against the Pistons. Um, Harrison, you were at the arena last night, so we didn't get your full take. So we'll, we'll just start with you. Is there any hangover take that you have about this game that was different from last night? Or is there just a top-level thought you had about this one well i thought this might have been michael porter's best game of the season and he scores 25 9 of 15 shooting hits seven threes five assists ties a regular season career high as well and i asked him after the game about being able to play in every game so far this season and he said that look like my goal above everything above, you know, good games and bad games is just to play in games. And like, that's his number one goal entering every season, plan as many games as possible, stay healthy. And he has achieved that so far this year. He's played in every game, the only Nuggets player too. 
And then I also asked him about, you know, just the brace he has to keep wearing on his foot leg to deal with the drop foot issue. And he talked about that as well. And I just don't think every casual Nuggets fan knows what the brace is, has looked at it, like knows what it this how it's designed. So I tweeted a picture of it today. And um Can you find that, Alyssa? I haven't seen this. I either. just think it's important for people to keep that part of the Michael Porter Jr. equation in mind when thinking about what he's been able to do this season, what he's been able to do this year, because it's pretty incredible. And Michael Malone said that last night, like what Michael Porter Jr. is doing is incredible. And it actually is, man, to, to go through the back surgeries he has to deal with the nerve issue, to deal with the drop foot issue that's still apparent that he has to wear this brace every single game, uh, it is incredible. And it, it's a part of the you know Porter story that gets lost from time to time. So it's, it's I because I listened to Michael Malone's comments afterwards, and it is true. Like, we've talked about it as an arc, you know, him going through this, but there's never been the, like, one definitive, hey, guys, he's charting new territory here in an injury that I'm sure other guys will have to go through. There have been other players, you know, that have had this or that, but there have been, like, lesser players. It's uncharted territory that he is still in the league and continuing to, like, develop as a player after this. Because usually an injury of this nature, it's like, all right, your ceiling is now capped. If you hang on, it's because you're just hanging on to what you were. He's growing as a player through all of this, and I think yeah. that's what he's getting at. And it's, like, pretty cool because if you would have said coming into the draft, first of all, I told you guys this story before. Somebody texted me within the league saying when he got drafted, it was almost immediate, saying, I heard he has to have a second surgery. What are the Nuggets doing? Right. That was the word. He definitely needs a second surgery. He was wrong. He needed three surgeries. Like, if you didn't think about that. And then he said, yeah, yeah. but in seven years, he's going to be playing really well, his best basketball. It's like, man, that is crazy. Yeah. And it happened so slow. But when you do step back to look at it, it's like, man, that's a great story. And this year we've talked a lot about, oh, he looks so much more athletic. Oh, he's dunking more. He's more spry than he's been in years past. He must be feeling better about his body. And he is. But he's also doing it wearing that. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That, a, that's that's just a, a wild part of the story that we that kind of we lose a little bit sometimes. There's a stiffness to his game that is observable. It's blatant. And it was a big thing for him to overcome in terms of his defense. You know, and I still think a part of it with the ball handling and the defense, if it looks like he can't really get down or, or move smoothly laterally uh it's because it, he really can't it's an uphill battle to be as playable as he is to win to win's point it's that's i mean it's and, and he's 611 or 610 i should say so i think it's easy i'm really glad that that you wind and malone made a point to bring that up because porter is one of the easiest pieces of this to take for granted as a fan the odds of this despite all of his talent the odds of it working out the way it has are very, very slim, and that's why Denver got him in the first place. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like there's something actually good that if problems like this were going to happen to him, it happened to him when he was so young in his career so that he could be – his body could be growing and getting stronger along with trying to overcome some of these problems. Like, <clears throat> it is – I mean, it, it, it is going to be probably when he retires going to be – even though it's – already on pace to be a, a well-decorated career there's going to be a lot of like what could have been had this guy just been on the path that he was in high school never had to go through the injuries just the talent that he has and the intangibles like 
mixed with the physical part that has nothing to do with him. Like, it is remarkable. Like, it, it, it's it's awesome to behold. I mean, that, that we coming into the season, there was a lot of like we were talking about like oh these side quests, what are they? Yeah, and just the like the continual growth of Michael Porter Jr. being something to like focus on and like explore and get more and more of the season is like something that I think is going to like really carry us through. Yeah. Do you know how that brace works though? Because like when you look at it, there's those rough wires to it. I don't like the so strings. I don't the, know what those the do. The essence of the drop foot injury is you can't lift up your foot. The nerve, the and like you've lost getting it to do some that. of your, you know, your nerves in that leg because of back surgeries. And so I think essentially there's under the foot, there's a platform that the foot rests on a little bit. You can see how it kind of tucks under there a little bit. And so essentially I think the brace helps lift the foot up when you're lifting the leg up. So automatically makes your leg straighten when you're not pressing down on it. Yeah. So if you jump, his leg goes up like that. That's so wild, man. It, it is, is kind of crazy to think how hard that would be to play off of. Yeah. And it's off his left foot, which if you're a right-handed shooter or That's what you're person, jumping off of. Your mostly. left foot is your dominant jumping foot. So that is and, pretty wild. And then you've got allegedly a grade 3 heel uh ankle yeah. sprain. Yeah. And he's play, and he, he's the only, he's played every game this season. Yeah. Also heartwarming story. Did you guys see Bruce who he went to the uh stock show with? <laughs> is this confirmed? Yeah, it's it's not confirmed. Oh, this is not confirmed. <laughs> How could this we are doing confirmed. some Twitter detective work. I, I thought this was like the the it was the uh heartwarming Instagram. story. I, they were both, I thought she I thought she was married. They were both there. It does look like they were both I don't know. I'm not this is not reporting. It's a tweet. Uh, the other thing for me that is a hangover. <laughs> Wait, do you even want to say what it is? <laughs> what? Oh, did we not say? No. The girl. Oh, the girl from the parade. Somebody put on Twitter. You're right. I just saw this like once. I was getting ready to drive in. That he took the girl from the parade that was saying this or that. It probably isn't. Now that you think of it, they just both both that person I that and girl Bruce was married and was never. Mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a funny thing. Um, the other thing though that I wanted. That to is pretty kinky though. I have to say, going to the stock show. Very kinky. Yeah. Jeff agrees. You see that smile last night? He couldn't wait. <laughs> Um, the other thing, though, for real that I wanted to talk about was last night, zero points from Christian Brown, zero points from Peyton Watson. And one of the things that we've seen over the last few games is the return to the Murray stagger. Murray and Reggie Jackson together. Both of those guys, it's funny because Murray has become a great point guard alongside Jokic. He's especially good at delivering the ball to Jokic, which is an important thing. Getting the ball to Jokic is like the best thing you can do, and that requires a level of manipulation to get him the ball. I don't know that I would still call him a great point guard. He's still a scoring guard, and I would call him a pick-and-roll guard. There's like scoring guards. This would be like Lou Williams or something, you know, that type. Pick-and-roll guards, which is what I think he is, and then point guards, which is like Chris Paul, just facilitators. I think he's a pick-and-roll guard. Reggie Jackson is a scoring guard. I think I am curious if when you play both of those guys together off the bench, you're gonna have nights where those other guys go zero, get zero points, just because neither both of them are at their best attacking, which means neither of them is really looking for the other guys to get going. Just kind of a theory I wanted to throw out there and see what you guys thought of it. I'll start with you, Dylan. Yeah, well, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of the bench. I don't know what like I don't know what Christian Brown's role is. I. When he catches the ball, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Like it, it seems like you wouldn't want to necessarily feature him at, at various or call plays for him. 
Um, he's knocking on the three from time to time, but it's still like I absolutely don't trust it. I mean, I guess it probably originates from the guys who have the ball just basically not having any faith in the guys that they are playing alongside. And well, so they just like take the scoring. Upon well, if themselves. you are a not great offensive player and also not a great floor spacer, what is your value? It's like, okay, go stand, don't touch the ball, yeah. get out of the way, but your guy's just going to be in the paint. It almost is a double kill yeah. because you're not scoring and your guy is just in the paint. And so there is a little bit of this where it's like sometimes you have to allow those guys to be involved just to keep the offense honest. And when those two guys are on the court, there's almost no room for that. Why would you give the ball to Christian Brown yeah. when you have Reggie and then now those guys are off ball? So I think it creates a natural. This isn't even anybody's fault. It almost creates a natural dilemma. I think it's more even for Peyton Watson because you're right. I'm with you where I'm like, I'm not confident that I want it to be yeah, like, man. we should give Christian the ball more. But with Peyton, I kind of do wonder if it's, hey, he could handle a little bit more touching the ball. Sure. Yeah. I, I little bit of pushback that I think Reggie's been a good pick and roll guy this year. Like I would argue on his own without Jamal in there. Sure. He too's a pick and roll guy. But your larger point pick is, and roll versus scoring guard, you're saying to me it's you're right. He's more of a blending of those two things. But but still but, the ball's in his hands the whole yes. time. Yes. And um and then also the like to the to your larger point then could you argue at least anecdotally there are these theoretical diminishing returns on having two guys who are best with pick and roll out there together. So I do I do think there's a little bit of it freezes those guys out, but I also think that that lineup is maybe more maligned than it is bad. Does that make sense? Sure. It might be a, it might be a little underrated. So let's get to this point here when because here's where I'm tr- I'm kind of getting at. If we were to rank every player on the Nuggets by how wide the gap is between how good they are with Jokic versus how bad they are without Jokic, I actually think Murray might be number one, mostly because of the good part. With Jokic, he's incredible. Without Jokic, he's actually surprisingly not as impactful. And if you're going to give him to the bench, then he's going to eat up so much of... You're not building anything else, and he's less effective. And so I almost start... I know Malone's thing is, they're my two best players. I want one of them on the court all the time. But I just wonder if that makes more sense if you have two, like, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard best players, as opposed to Jokic and Murray, where it's like, everyone's great with Jokic, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And part of the thinking with how much the Nuggets play their starters is that you want as many of those minutes as possible. You want as many minutes as possible every single game with Nicole Jokic playing next to Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter, and Aaron Gordon. Um, the funny part is the bench has looked good the last two games. They, yeah, it's looked pretty good. I think they they won their minutes obviously handily against the Pelicans, and I think we're only a minus, you know, a couple. Yeah, last night against very Indiana. manageable against what they did against Indiana, yeah, which is the goal. <laughs> you know, if they're a minus two every game, that's awesome. That's great, and they have been, or or they were the last night against Indiana. But I think the only reason why it's worked, and I'm just talking about against the Pacers, is um, when Jamal Murray's out there, he's just isoing and scoring. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's just, all right, well, let's just dribble, dribble it around for 15 seconds and then give the ball to Jamal, and then he might score. Right. And, and he it, did the other day, so and they it won. Did. Yeah. And it worked, and that's why they were only a, you know minus a couple. Um do I is that sustainable? I don't know. It, I bet it's going to work some games. I bet it's not going to work some games. Is it better than the other option? I don't know. Um, my whole thing has always been that I just 
don't want to wear Jamal Murray out in those minutes. Exactly. And if the actual bench with Reggie Jackson leading it could do something similar, that'd be a better outcome. The other reason they were so good is they didn't play very much. Yeah. Honestly, like it, true. 37 minutes for everybody yeah. in the starting lineup except for Yoke, who got 33. So some of this was just a lot of Malone rode the starters a little bit harder than he typically does. In part, there was some foul trouble, get thrown out, but guys didn't play that many minutes outside of Reggie Jackson, who's sort of the sixth guy. Dude, so, DeAndre Jordan got ejected. And, um, <laughs> well, he picked up first three fouls in the second quarter. And then Michael Mullen put Jokic back in with 11 minutes left in the yep. second quarter. Yep. Then he got ejected. It went small. And uh, he went with Aaron Gordon at uh, backup five. Which, again, I just don't... And Peyton Watson at backup four. You don't want to do too much of. Yeah. Let me just give you the numbers. The Reggie Murray combo is a plus four net on the season when they play together. So you would look at that and say, case closed. The bench positive. We're yeah. done here. 108.6. First of all, it's like 90 minutes. It's not very many minutes. It's a very small sample size. 108.6 offensive rating, which is horrible. 104.4 defensive rating, which is insanely good. So it's as simple as maybe you're right. There's no good offense for that bench. So let's just go with Murray and Reggie Isos. They make enough good shots. And yeah. then they're going to have a great defense because those other guys are just like defensive players. But something else Malone is so into right now is the Reggie DJ pick and roll. Yeah. Every time he talks about the bench, he's bringing up the numbers about how elite the Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan pick and roll is. And I don't doubt that the numbers are elite. They are a great combo. And it's something in theory that you can definitely rely on. But like, is it worth the minuses that it also brings in other areas too. I, I, we've covered Malone so much, I feel like I know all, all the way he processes these things. And here's <laughs> what it is. Is the Reggie DeAndre pick and roll good? It's all right. But it's something. Yep. It's like I got something to go to. It's the same as last year when that bench unit, what was their number one play? Jeff Green ISO on the elbow. It was it good? Nope, but I know we're going to it. I know he's going to get a but shot. But the, num the, the numbers of, with Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, pick and roll, I actually believe those are elite. They are good. I don't they think are. Jeff Green ISO <laughs> points per possession was elite. <laughs> but the offense isn't elite, is the point. Like, yeah. The thing about anytime you use the synergy numbers is you run a pick and roll and nothing comes of it, and you dribble out and then get a 24 second shot clock violation does not count against your pick and roll numbers. Yeah. Or pick and roll, pass it out to Peyton Watson, and he's contested three, misses it. That's a Peyton Watson spot up play, not a pick and roll play, when really it's a pick and roll play. Yeah. So I just push back to say if it was really that good, their numbers wouldn't be 108.6 as the best. Fair it could point. Be. Fair um, point. Nonetheless, it is something. And it's something you go to. Let's take a break, though. On the other side, I do. Before we move on to the 76ers part, there's one more piece of this bench part. Because, again, yes, it's a win. But do you want to go to a Peyton zero points every night all year long? Or is that like we're kind of just holding on, not really developing something? That's, that's where I want to get to one last point on it. Guys, if you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. And, Sick. man, I don't know if you guys saw those roads out there. Um, yeah. If, or Bro, experienced my them. Drive I know Vote's the only one who didn't. <laughs> oh, they looked pretty bad from my view. Street side. Um, if you unfortunately find yourself in an accident where you weren't at fault, Bax and Shanker is who you need to call. Uh, put these guys into your contacts right now. Or, I mean, you can actually probably just remember the number anyway. 303-222-2222. Just mash the two buttons. Smash it. If you're in an accident where you were not at fault, give them a call. They help with all kinds of injury cases, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. 
They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. You probably see their beautiful faces on every bus in Denver, Bacchus and Shanker. Give them a call for free. You don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees when they speak on, when uh, you speak to them about your case, just when they win it, Bacchus and Shanker wins. At Bet365, they don't do ordinary. No, it's never ordinary there. And every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more uh, with over 10,000 boosts every month including DNVR bets and boosts. If you see Nux, our DNVR mascot, you're looking at a DNVR boost. Ride with us. Download the Bet365 app. Use code DNVR365 when you sign up. There's uh, the NBA early payout offer, which is fun. Get your straight bets paid out or parlay selections marked as a winner when your team goes up by 20 points. Which that's is, a cool feature. That's hit three times this season for the Nuggets. They've uh, they live, led by 20. Uh, so yeah, that's an option. Got to be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, or call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. And we are back. All right, segment two. Just to round out this point. So there is the piece of this of Christian Brown does not seem to be becoming a better offensive player. Now some of this No, he does not. There we go. We got a touchdown. Dude, it's everyone, football Monday here. Oh, I thought everyone was excited about this Christian Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of this falls on Christian Brown. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. Like, he needs to work. There are parts of his game that he has lost confidence in, and there are parts of his game that look like there's holes to where he can unlock. He needs to get a better handle. He needs to get more moves in his arsenal. He needs to get a pull-up game. There's things he needs to work on before he can unlock it. Peyton Watson, same thing to a degree. But I just don't like bad process. And when they see a guy 0 of 3 from Peyton Watson, 1 of 5 from Christian Brown, they combined for two points. Yes, they got the win, and yes, they weren't too bad of a negative. But I still look at that and go, Peyton's development is so important. If that's the playoff version of him, he's going to go the way of Christian Brown, where over time we're like, why isn't he developing? Is he getting worse now on offense? And I don't want that to happen. But when we were talking about who has the biggest gap, Murray, the biggest gap between what he is with Yoke and what he is without him, I think Peyton Watson and Christian Brown might be 2-3 in that list. Mm. Of guys that, with Jokic, they're going to touch the ball natural in, in the rhythm. They have a security blanket of Jokic. They're looking for Jokic at all times. And they're such good defenders that we know if you give Jokic good defenders, worst-case scenario, you're probably going to be winning your minutes. To me, the healthy mix here is I want those guys playing with Jokic. KCP and Michael Porter have actually been really good with the bench, and the numbers bear it out. To me, I know Malone doesn't want to go to it, but I look at it and I go, this to me is my... We're halfway through the season and I feel like I have my final take on the bench. I would love to see more KCP MPJ minutes because I think it makes more sense for a bench unit. And I would like to see Brown and Watson playing more because I think it will best develop them for where the Nuggets are going as early as this playoffs. Yeah. It, it is... To, I mean, <clears throat> the, there's such a conundrum, such a dilemma with those two players because I don't even know what I would identify as Christian Brown's strength at this exact moment in time. Like there's not a shot that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's like, yeah. it. like, it's not, he's, he's okay at finishing. He doesn't really have a mid range. Yeah. He has no handle his three point shot. <clears throat> although like technically yeah. it's above the break. Technically, threes, not even corner threes, which is weird. I just don't know what Feels I like. It's not yeah. Real. Like, I don't know what I'm looking for, for him. And he in last year, just, really felt like he was going to play a lot of what the, the same way that Bruce Brown played, just sort of hard-nosed, filling in the gaps. Maybe and then he needs to develop a floater. Develop a floater, <laughs> go to the stock show, like, I don't know, wear a cowboy hat. Um, 
But then he was like locked down on D. But I got he's not even locking down on D. Like it, it is he just seems lost at this exact moment in time. And I get I think you're right. Like pairing giving him a little bit like of on court mentorship with Jokic mm. probably would would go a long way. And That's, confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you probably. You're, but then the the question is like, are then you wasting Jokic minutes? By not giving them to guys that can finish more regularly, it, I, it, it, I mean, it's a very confusing problem at this moment. I do like the idea of Watson sliding in for Porter in that scenario. Now, th- what I'm about to say is a little different alongside AG, but if you think about where Watson is successful in the half court, it's pretty much always playing alongside some other starters, hopefully particularly Jokic, where wide open threes are generated, he can hit those. He's sneaky good in the dunker spot now, and then cutting behind the defense from the corner, which Malone has encouraged him to do a lot more. There are ways he can pick up two points just by being so athletic alongside Jokic, and he's figured that out. I Look, he could make the same hard cuts, and like I've loved Reggie Jackson's play this season, but Reggie's probably just dribbling the ball. It's not the same. And so I don't know. Like I, You have an interesting philosophical question here of like, what do we value more with with each given game in front of us? Can Jamal and Reggie win, win you some games? Probably, but does it come at the cost of Peyton and Christian's development? And is that worth it? It's a it's good food for thought. Right. And then the problem with having Reggie and Jamal out there together, if Christian Brown and Peyton Watson are there, they're literally just going to be standing. They're they're not touching the ball. That's why not, it's not no. surprising that they both had zero points. Right. Two points combined. Yeah. It's not surprising to me. And but they won. For me, that's something I expect to see in the playoffs, you know? But you've still got three-plus months left of the regular season. And this is the time when they need to be developing like they were over the first couple months of the year. Yeah. It's not time to ramp up into an eight, nine man rotation yet. Right. We're right. way too early for that. It's January 15th. Yeah. We've got three full months of the regular season to play. We should not be, you know, in a firm playoff rotation or anything close to it yet. And so, yeah, I, I want to see, you know, them, them developing like they did in November and December. Yeah. Because also you don't like, you need to get your entire team ready. You don't know what the future yeah. brings. Like they, yeah. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're reliant on some guy who's just absolutely not ready when you're obviously fully in your championship dynasty window. Like it is, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It is, I mean, it, it, this all then falls back onto that multiple timeline thing where you have young guys, like how much emphasis do you put on bringing young guys along when you are actually in a place where you're just winning? Yeah, and it you know it, it I mean, it's it's weird. It, uh, those guys, I mean they the, they took awkward shots because they don't they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, like they especially in that I don't feel like they look that way with Jokic. Yeah, it's they a don't. little more natural of where they're yeah. supposed to be getting now. Open. Just Christian ball, Christian Brown's getting the ball, and I mean he's just clearly lost all confidence in truly the offensive game that he might have had a month ago or so. Like he just. He doesn't know what to do when he has it right the now. The quintessential play, he got the ball with like eight seconds on the clock, which is right in that tricky spot to yep. like, do we have time to keep moving it or do I just need to do something with it? And you saw him and he kind of looks around. And he's like, oh, I got to go. Oh, wait, no, there's time. Oh, wait, now there's not time because I thought yeah, about it and it then tried bad. to go. 
You can just tell he's off rhythm there. So just something to think about as we go forward. I don't want to see games with those two guys getting two shots combined in 25 combined minutes. I just think that's going to be a step back. But they won the game, so I'm not going to play too loudly. Um, let's turn our attention now to the big story. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, vote walking here? Vote walking here. I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> starting a movement. Um <laughs> Saving in all sincerity, guys, the Nuggets have played really well, especially the starters, which is what matters the most, have played really well the last two games. Scale of 1 to 10, what's your confidence level that they are just going to play well now for the foreseeable future? And I'll just say, I don't know, tomorrow. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in on tomorrow with my answer, if that's cool. I got it at a 7. I got it at a Man, 7. Man, that's low. That's kind of low. Yo. I feel pretty good about the starters. I do not feel great about yeah, the bench. No fair. offense, fellas. And I just know that it's not even about, like, are they better than the Sixers? I think both the role players on both of these teams treat this game like we got to go have their backs tonight. We got to go be there for our guy. They all know it's an MVP showdown. Even guys like Jokic who don't want it to be, they all know. I remember there's the great audio of Will Barton in the locker room after uh, he and Bones Highland helped them beat Philly. And he says, we got your back, big fellow. We got you. Now, Jokic ironically hated that. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, there's something to that, right? So Philly's guys are going to do the same. It's going to be a strong effort. So I would say I'm at a seven that they do their thing on the road tomorrow. That's not very high. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> not that they're going to win. That they're going to bring it. That they're going to bring it, right? Yeah. I know. I, I, they didn't bring it against Utah, man. That was the most, like, we don't care game. They didn't bring anything. They didn't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they packed. They didn't pack. <sighs> Are they going to do it? Your scale of 1 to 10 in confidence. I'm going to 7. I mean, I think oh, that's the right oh, answer. Oh, it's here? a good answer, isn't it? Oh, that's they're defending champs. First I of mean, all, you can say that's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it doesn't and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they're going to play at a 7. It right. just means like yeah. I've been burned. Yep. Is what this what this means. It's <sighs> so that fair. I don't I can't fully stick my neck out. I'm going to stick my neck out mostly oh, but i'm going to no. keep it a little covered because there is uh they have a whole jar of malaise that they go into every now <laughs> and again then i don't That's know a disgusting I, i'm thought. literally sick to myself <laughs> and i don't know if they are going to dip into that or not like oh, they, they dip into the malaise <laughs> yeah dude like a a, a big old peanut butter uh, malaise sandwich uh, dude like it's i don't know uh, i think that they have turned a corner they have been playing very connected borderline joyfully for the like the last two games they played one of the worst games they've played in my adult life three games ago i don't know i feel like they want i if you ask me what i want them to do i would like them to bring it <laughs> but your confidence is a seven i think it's fair you guys are both being very fair right now although it's sad uh over there wind one to ten i'm at an eight. Oh, All good right. All right. Mr. I'm Sunshine over here. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> You're pretty confident they're going to bring it. Yeah, I am. I am. Because I do think the feeling around this game is that it's a big game, even within the team. And if you look at what I think of, of as the two big games so far that the Nuggets have played this season, they've showed up in both. They showed up on opening night against the Lakers. Sure yep. did. They showed up on Christmas Day against the Warriors. Sure did. That's a good point. Based on that, if the Nuggets in that locker room view this as a big game, I think they do show up. 
And I don't think they're going to think of it as big as Christmas and opening night were, but I think it's going to be close to that. Man. So God, I hope so. For those reasons, I'm at an eight. <laughs> I'm with wind. I'm at an eight. I am pretty confident. I'm not confident. Classic Adam. Classic Adam. You were apoplectic. You gave us one more not one notch up. It's a big notch. Oh my god. That's <laughs> a big notch. Going from, going from seven to eight is big. That's a big seven is it's, there's it's a little bit of uncertainty. Eight, let I think, just, is certain. Let me just do some quick math. It's 10% more. I'm, but but I'm saying it's a big 10%. It's a big 10%. 10%. It's a big 10%. The, the subjective and varying perspectives on math on this crit. That's my favorite part of this show. It's my favorite part. Going from six to seven is not as big of a jump as from seven to eight. I can buy that, actually. I can yeah. buy that. I, I stand by it. I stand by everything I've said. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at an eight. I think you. I love your point, Wind, about the team has taken games more seriously this year. Like, because there were years past where it felt like nobody took national TV to, was a death sentence. Yeah, national television. Like, are they just going to go out and embarrass us tonight? Yes, they are. Here's what I'll say: is I think in years past, Jokic has hated. Jokic's learning new and new lessons every year about America and about NBA media in yeah. general. And one of them was, well, if I don't take it seriously, like I'll give up. It's like there is none of that. The narratives you don't like are coming no matter what. You oh, dominate yeah. Embiid, MVP conversation. Here we go. You lose to Embiid, MVP conversation just in the other direction. Like the, he can't escape it. Run there, from it. There's Favorite. not. You can't run from it. Like these things will cover him and become distractions, whether he wants them to or not. So you might as well break it. You might as well go. And also, let's be honest. This is a measuring stick game. One of the things I like about this game tomorrow is it's not just about Embiid and Jokic. One of the things I love about this version of the 76ers is Maxi really is a good running mate for Embiid, but he also is a great foe for Murray. Mm. And so for the first time, I feel like we might actually get a duo off, not just a head-to-head uh, -head battle. Oh, baby. But we might actually get a, a Murray-Maxi competition tomorrow as well. Let's take a quick dude. break on the other side. We'll talk about that subtle one. That kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> I know. No, I, wait. Murray likes a matchup. I'm at a six. I might go down to a seven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you guys are in northeastern Colorado. Small drop. <laughs> check out High Plains Strange. They have locations in Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. So northeastern Colorado. High Plains Strains is your go-to spot for top quality cannabis. And they have a wide variety of products as well. Check them out for your needs, including infused edibles as well Ooh, when you go to high plain strains uh they are the most convenient uh of all dispensaries and they've got great deals going on right now you can go there and just shout dnvr at them yell it 45 dollar half ounce flower it says here you have to grab them by their ears and shout it in their face that's in the cop the jackets allowed as well <laughs> okay. also they've got drive-throughs at each location what you don't even have to get out your car. Get out of your car in these uh, subarctic temperatures. Uh, other deals: full ounce for eighty bucks, one G cartridges for fifteen bucks, exquisite extracts four for forty. Remember to use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in store to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. Man, Win's got me thinking about my needs now. <laughs> Luckily, oh, no. this next reads from Breckenridge <laughs> Brewery. Uh, you guys know we love our Breck beers. Oh, I had a handful of them yesterday. I did not go low. Yeah, I'll dude. say peaches. 
I broke my own rule. I keep talking about you match the weather to what you're in. Palisade peach totally like a sunny beer. Yeah, that's a that's a mess up. You can. Yeah. It was delicious though. It was actually great. It it really worked well. Nice, cool peach on a nice freezing day. That's a th yeah. Sometimes you can. You can elevate. You can. You not. You don't have to be locked down. Into the... I was in a fall state of mind, fellas. I went for the avalanche amber ale, rocking my avalanche sweatshirt, just trying to rub it into D line, who doubted my pick of the week. Go abs. <laughs> that was actually awesome. No matter what mood you're in in Colorado, here it's avalanche kind of mood, a Nuggets kind of mood, a Broncos kind of mood, a fun slinging kind of mood. Breck Brews got you. Uh, got you set up. Come, Dude, come to the DMVR bar at York and Colfax and try the delicious good Breck Brews at our bar. Jokic should be the fun slinger. Oh it's man, actually a sick nickname. That's we got right. the vanilla Porter Jr. We yeah, gotta have dude. the fun slinger. Dude, wow. Yoke drops a triple double. We're drinking fun slingers, boys. Yeah. Fun slingers are on the menu. <laughs> dude, but yeah, if he slings one, we all have to down. Wow. I mean, slinging burgers. Holy smokes. I dude. like it. Yoke is the, is the fun unofficials. <laughs> Unofficial. Make sure this is clear. Not actually the face of Funslinger, but also we're having a uh, watch party, of course, at the bar tomorrow. And oh man! Our friends Redhawk Roofing, uh, they're raffling off uh, two tickets to Nuggets Seventy Sixers, I believe. Is that tomorrow we're raffling it off? I thought we were raffling it off at a game later on in the week. Is it tomorrow? Oh, sorry. That's on. Um, yeah. Well, on the twenty seventh. On the twenty fifth. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, though, tomorrow, guys, let's My make bad. it an event. If you're out here, the bar's been really fun lately. It's been some really good crowds. It's a Tuesday night, not a typical bar night for everyone. But guess what? 5 o'clock start or 5.30 tip? It's early tip? Yeah. Come out here, man. This, this game is too big to watch alone. This is an emotional support party. Emotional support slash... Big time party if we dominate. Oh, yeah, dude. This is, uh, it's going to start off where we're all quiet. We don't know what to do. I can't if things wait. break the right way, we're, we're going streaking. <laughs> In the freezing Not cold. Advised, I can't degrees. wait. Um, all right, let's get back into this, guys. So, look, the Jokic and Bead part is going to be front and center. But there is this other part of one. Maxi is the stagger for them. Maxi comes on the court and plays. But also... If Maxi gets going, there's a little bit of a Murray you need to get going as well, and vice versa. Like, this game is now bigger than just the head-to-head -head matchup. I think it works really perfectly there. So, Murray, I feel like Bones, you know, when he had the big game for I feel like there's guys that have stepped up. Is Murray a I-got-your-back-in-the-regular-season kind of guy, and can he insert himself into this great rivalry to say, hey, it's my night too. Maxi, I got you. Let's go. Let's, I have way more confidence in Nikola Jokic doing it than than Jamal Murray. Because you don't think he'll want it, or you... I don't know. I, I think part of it is we just haven't seen it as much this year with Jamal Murray. It's not as present in our minds as the real statement reminder games from Nikola Jokic, right? Yeah, but the the the. the the unspoken thing here is that this is a Kentucky on Kentucky matchup too. Like this this factors into the Devin Booker matchup. That's Obviously, right. they they were closer. They actually like had contact with one another. But like, I think that that actually means something to Jamal. I think it does too. I think. I mean, this is actually like kind of perfect. Like the way that this was playing out, we've got the 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 two sides of this coin, and we've got the two Kentucky running mates that are both like prolific scorers. Um, I I mean I think I kind I actually think that Jamal will bring it like I think that I kind of think he wants it I don't know but I, again I'm at a seven who don't what do I know I I don't know with this team I don't know what they want I know what I want I know what I want it's nationally televised game too for Murray 
So the, was the Utah game, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was the old Nuggets, dude. That's the old Nuggets. This is the new Nuggets, dude. They haven't been like that in two games. The thing is that dynamic you described, which I think is the right, it's like the optimal thing uh, to kind of look at, is that Murray can get sucked into matchups and that can win you or lose you a game, right? So people might draw different conclusions from that same, yeah. looking at that same dynamic. To be fair... It has definitely won them games, including in playoff environments where Murray is just, oh, it's you and me? Like, guess what, buddy? I feel good tonight, you know? And and it works out. It can also be something where maybe the half-court offense kind of gets away from him a little bit, just in terms of Denver's also capable of crisp ball movement. Um, but the, I think there's a what we're all getting at here is that there's a, there's a layer of doubt we know he can yeah. do it. We know he has done it. Right. And when he does it, it's spectacular. It's awesome. But there's just maybe a little bit of like, would you say you're at a 10 that Murray delivers tomorrow? I would I would go much lower. Not much, maybe, but seven. I bet you. I, was gonna say, seven for you. I bet you'd be at a seven. Right. <laughs> do you? <laughs> what about uh, officiating? Will it be a major factor tomorrow who are the it, officials well we don't know but we know that Embiid is you know obviously going to be trying to draw fouls that's just kind of part of his game yoke yeah. usually is like when he knows that's the scouting report he usually can be like extra cautious i think it's why he gives up so many buckets is he's like all right let him happen yeah but do you think it'll be a, a storyline tomorrow oh for sure for sure because something that i i do think has been a theme in the rare opportunities that Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid have actually played against one another is the Nuggets can't guard Embiid. They actually can, you know, and, and really no team can, but like Embiid has gone off against the Nuggets. He had 40 something in this 47. last game, 47. He scores with or ease against Denver. And particularly with the Nuggets backup center situation where it's at, um, they don't really have an answer for him. So, yeah, I mean, that's front and center of, of Philly's game plan, drawing fouls on Jokic, drawing fouls on whoever's guarding uh, Embiid because the Nuggets can't really guard him. Yoke's the best at guarding him, though, because they can't bring in By DeAndre far. and they can't bring in Zeke. Like, if Yoke gets in foul trouble, it's going to be a massacre and Embiid's going to have 50. I mean, he might score a bunch anyway, but... That'll oh, definitely man. be the case. Do you think it'll be a a foul? Will be discussed quite uh, a bit. I hate this. I hate this. Yes, of I course. I think you're it is. lower than a seven based on your consternation. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I am because I am. This is called emotionally guarding myself. I'm putting yeah. a little wall around my heart because I can't put too much stock in you this. Sound game. like you need to let go of Nug Life, bud. Oh, I need Nug Life to let go of me. You know what I mean? Like. I've, I would happily let, let hey go man, of Nug Go Life. Google the finals photos, bro. <laughs> Maybe I will. You know what Maybe I mean? That's that. actually a serious suggestion. Just look at photos of them holding <laughs> just, the trophy. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. The thing thumb, is, we I'll have, through the you're saying you have supreme confidence of Jokic when they actually absolutely matter, which for us is this big circle, but for Jokic, it's this much smaller so circle small. of games that actually matter. It's the smallest circle. Is like, wanting it, All right. Here's a compl here's a fun podcast topic that means nothing. Is wanting Jokic to want this game the way Embiid wants it, missing the point of Nikola Jokic? Yes and no. I will say yes and no. And here's the thing that is That's the, the perfect podcast answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the thing about Stay it. Tuned. Here's the thing about Seven. it is we have learned what it's like to win a championship. It is obviously the best. But it's not the only thing. This is part of what I think the experience of right. winning the title is right. last year is yeah. if you told me Every game for all 82 is going to suck. 
Yeah. And then all 16 wins in the playoffs are going to suck. But at the end, you'll have a championship. Would you take it? I like. I don't know, man. At some point, the scale is like, what are we Dude. actually doing here? You want to have fun along the way at some point. We, 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 this is rings culture now, bro. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying like, there is something, too, where it's like, I don't know. Some of the best memories were just games. Yeah. Like the seven is a game we still talk about nonstop on the show. And it didn't mean anything. It was the sweet spot. A part of us. In, in a very clear way, this is the best time it's ever been to be a Nuggets fan. And a, still, a part of you is nostalgic, right? When you look at what yeah. the Thunder have going on, for example. But this is also just a moment where it's like, does this game actually mean much? And you're like, only for narratives. But guess what? That's, That's actually, what the NBA is. It's actually way more of our entertainment than we realized is that we just want these little narrative wins along the way. That's all the NBA is. It's <laughs> a long storyline. It's all a narrative. None of Everything else is completely trite and made up. Yeah. Uh. It's all made up, but like, you're, yeah. But again, this what matters a this lot. Is like, but this is the problem. This is the problem with like completely outsourcing all of your happiness and satisfaction to somebody that you don't know if they care about yeah. that at all. Like, he might care, and if he does, it's going to be the greatest. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I you just we I you just don't like that's that probably is the last step for Nikola Jokic to take to be like truly the greatest player of all time. We talked about this with uh, TK, like to be that guy that just doesn't ever take a day off that wants to murder anything in his path at all times, isn't looking to get by, get through, get to the important stuff, but just is the essence of the game. Just the game itself. Every game in front of him is the most important game. Maybe that's impossible though. It is probably impossible. So I'm at a six. <laughs> Who is the X Factor? Is there another player on each side that you think becomes a major F X Factor? Bone Silent. Zeke Naji. Jesus, oh man, we're I'm screwed. kidding. I'm at a three. Joking. Uh, is there an X Factor though? Wind in tomorrow's game? Oh, I mean, I was just thinking about how the last matchup went between Nuggets and 76ers. I was going to talk about that on the other side, but do you want to get to it right now? Yeah, we could. Uh, I mean, the Nuggets dominated the first. Half and most of the oh, first three quarters. I was gleeful. They, this is the thing about the last game. And then Jokic kind of sold the fourth quarter. Is what <sighs> happened. They were up 15 points. I think it's a minute 30, but it might have been 2:30 left in the third quarter. Oh, I was and tweeting. Murray went to the foul line for a technical to go up 16. He missed the, the tech, and then they closed the quarter on like a 13-0 run. Yeah. Yoke goes to the bench after that. The 76ers continue the run to take the lead. Yoke comes back in and just completely gets his ass kicked in the final bit. Right. But Guarded by P.J. Tucker, who's no longer on Philadelphia. The adjustment. But there was this moment in time, right as Murray went to the line where it felt like Embiid had like 35 points at that time. He had a great game, personally. But they were down 15, and it felt like the ultimate, all those stats are empty. Yoke's on yep. his way to a triple-double. Those stats mean something. And it was going to be so sweet. And instead, it inverted oh. to where Yoke's triple double meant nothing, and then Embiid's points mattered. We lost it all. I'm telling, but this is why it's so fascinating because I think you can look at the history of this matchup, and it can switch. Even this next game can switch it all. Because right now, if somebody tells me, if a 76ers fan tells me Embiid always dominates Jokic, he has more than enough evidence to point to to be correct about it. But if somebody said. He does, but Yoke also dominates in the ways that matter. There's enough evidence to support that. And we have the winner in the 17-point fourth quarter and all of this. Last year, the way Denver collapsed in the final 15 minutes swings it into where I think now there's more evidence in the Philly side of this. But one more win in the other direction, I just feel like it swings back in that direction. 
So I feel like it's all up for grabs, but if you lose tonight, you're kind of like, we're just going to have to say that Embiid kind of dominates Yoke when they go head-to-head, if if that happens again Wait, tomorrow. Why are you... God, I'm going to... Two! I'm gonna, it's too much! <laughs> all of that to say, Jamal Murray's the X Factor in this game. Okay. If Jamal Murray has a great game, the Nuggets win. Jamal Murray has a bad to mediocre game, the Nuggets lose. I really think it's as simple as that. Because he's going to be isoing a lot on that second unit. And if the Nuggets second unit does not get killed, the Nuggets win this game. Just like if they didn't get killed in that matchup last season, the Nuggets would have won that game. Oh man, That's yeah. what it comes down to. Jamal Murray. And I'm at about a seven on that. For me, like <laughs> I, I, I don't even look at Jamal Murray as the X factor. I, I look at him as a, a requirement. Yeah, he has to be good. A requirement. The good X- team on the road. You got to have both your guys good. I get what Wynn's saying though. Like, I if do you too. get it, you're winning. Yeah, probably. Well, if, probably. If Jamal Murray has a mediocre to good game, I think this game is close in the fourth quarter, and we're sweating bullets. If Jamal Murray plays great, I think Denver wins potentially comfortably. Is there a chance that Maxi outplays Murray in a way that people go, Maxi's just as good as Murray? Or Absolutely. Not oh, then he needs. Th- I hope that that is a thing that's on the mind of like, all right, this is also a mono e mono for me. I think, I think it, it is. is. I, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, we're so polite on the yeah, show, dude. aren't you we? Know what? <laughs> can we make up a fake graphic? We'll come up with a fake account. We should make a Kentucky guard, best Kentucky guards. And, and put like and put Booker, Maxie number one. Shea, yeah. Booker, just ask Mitch Fox, to run it. Yeah. Maxi, Murray. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then just at uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah like for me, for me, the X factor is because I'm counting on Murray to have a good game. Okay. The X factor is the third banana. Either either AG or MPJ. Like one of those two needs to step up. Although in Hearing what you're saying, it kind of comes down to the bench, maybe. So maybe it's Piwat. I don't know. It's everyone on the team. <laughs> this could be the exact kind of game, though, that you hope you capture when you sign Reggie Jackson. Now, he's not going to spot start, right? So it's a little different than that Clippers game. But any given night, buckets off the bench, like Reggie's ceiling is high. And we all remember the Bones Highland game. Yep. Can Reggie be that? And that's just 20. That's We'll get there, but it's 20 points off the bench. Like, Reggie can do that. We've seen that. He can definitely so he's one. And then, you know, I think the Porter question is, is Porter just going to be Denver's Tobias Harris in this game? Or is he going to be a guy who also gets 25 points alongside Jokic and Jamal? And, and curious to see how that's handled, given if this is a game that everyone wants more and Denver tightens up. Does that just mean more two-man game? Or does that mean we want to be a big five tonight or maybe just a big three with Porter? And I'll go with Aaron Gordon because I think that you've got Tobias Harris and Nick Batum, two guys that are not strong enough to handle him, but two guys that are pretty integral. They have a great starting five. And so Denver needs to dominate their starting five. And one of the ways you do that is to win that matchup. Like, okay, all of a sudden Batum's in foul trouble because he's out of position now. He's playing down low. You do that and you break what makes that whole unit work. So I think that's one. And then the other one, I hate to say it, it's DeAndre Jordan. Joel Embiid is going to play a little bit of a stagger. He's going to come in, and a lot of times he's going to be just guarded by DeAndre Jordan. He can't get cooked in those minutes. He's going to get cooked. Former 76er Former DeAndre 70- Jordan. And I think who got be- run out of town. Yeah, he run did. Run out of Philly. Run out of Philly. I just think he's going to end up playing minutes that he's going to have to. And Yoke's going to have to dominate the Paul Reed minutes. Like when they say, okay, Embiid, come out and get a rest. Go, you, Paul Reed, go in. Yoke's got to give it to them. And say, yeah. like, all right, this is Mike, because you know what Bede's going to try to give it to. Uh, Jokic and Bede just don't share the court. 
the entire, the entire night. <laughs> just, <laughs> Except for Jordan the versus Embiid and Jokic versus uh, Paul Reed. All right, we'll take one last break, oh. and we'll just finalize by saying what the stakes are in this game. What is there to gain? What is there to lose? <laughs> this episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's, they've arrived. New location what? in Wheat Ridge. Come on. Wheat Ridge. Wheat Wheat. Bringing Colorado's favorite burritos and notoriously strong margaritas to the neighborhood. So if you're in Wheat Ridge, you've got an illegal Pete's uh, near you. They got everything. Located in Gold's Marketplace, corner of 26th and Kipling, overlooking Crown Hill Park. We know that Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Tons of locations throughout Denver. We got one spot blocks from the dnvr bar where they're all the time enjoying burritos and beer with our buddies <laughs> check out illegal pete's and if you're in wheat ridge brand new location sparkling new with a bar because every oh illegal God. pete's location has a bar uh, so check it out boco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise and they're your new best friend if you're trying to nuggetsify or colorado sportsify that new office space your new man or woman cave. Maybe you've got a podcast studio. You're not sure what to put on the desk. Boko's awesome. Best officially licensed gear and little toys and knickknacks for all sports fandoms. Boko always has our back for Colorado sports. They have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DNVR. That's us. Get 10% off. Alrighty, last segment here. We got to talk about the stakes. Oh boy. Embiid returned tonight, or today, I should say. They played a day game against the Rockets. The low, actually, the Rockets are pretty good, but the it was low, at home. They're Embiid fading. went for. They're fading big well, time. they're still, but they're not bad. It's not like it was like they didn't play the Pistons, who got a win today, by the way. <laughs> they should say they didn't play the Wizards. You yeah, guys. there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Rockets have lost uh, now four or five, and their one win was against the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> who were their losses to? 76ers, Celtics, Bulls, Heat. All right. I mean, that's three of the four best teams in the in the yep. East, but whatever. Um, so, the stakes. Embiid is obviously up against his limit, you know, for missed games. But him being back now, it's right there, man. It's right there. He's like right on pace to miss the exact amount of games. Nonetheless, the MVP conversation that he had a strong lead on, I feel like it's let go a little bit. Yeah, He's lost true. a little of that momentum. Tomorrow, he can regain it completely. Jokic, if you still care about it, and I know you do, Wind. If he yes, has a big I'm, game, I'm the only one on this show that cares about I, the MVP. I care about it. I care about it. I care about it. <laughs> okay. If he has a big game tomorrow <laughs> against Embiid, he's right back in the conversation. If he has a bad game yeah. against Embiid, I think he becomes like on the outside. Then we start to bring Tatum back in. You know, when one guy gets thrown out of the conversation, you just have to find someone to replace <laughs> him. It doesn't even make sense. But you're like, uh, Luca, Luca's yeah. now he's in. Come in. You're filling the hole. I mean, that's. Uncomfortable conversations to be had with Derek White if that happens, but that's <laughs> too good. Um, so I think that's the number one stakes. Tomorrow's the Wednesday's MVP conversation in the NBA. It's going to be topic number one on uh, first take at Sports <sighs> Center. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, this might set just the narrative on that for the rest of the season because if. Joel Embiid has a great game tomorrow against Jokic. He might not have to play in the rematch in Denver. If he has a bad game, he's got to play in that game if he still wants to win it. You think? You yeah. think? But I don't know if I agree with the first part that if he doesn't, if he plays well, he doesn't have to. That happened last year, and he got hit with it. He did, but 
He might have a big enough lead built up in this by then where that doesn't matter, and the Nuggets might again take the last month of the season off. Do you agree with that? So, <sighs> Kinda. Man, I hate this. Oh, I hate... See, the, the great part is, no, we should not care about that stuff anymore. And the real stakes, the real stakes are very, very low, actually. They are low. And then, uh, just to, to clarify a point here, I do care about the MVP. Okay. But I hate the MVP conversation. Um, and I hate that we're about to dive headlong into it. It poisoned last year. It was a terrible talking point. I, I don't know when the first straw poll's coming out. That's it's, already, it's already been out. Oh, okay. Good. Being a heavy favorite. We're almost at number two. Okay. Well, actually, good. straw poll number two is due. It is coming around oh, very, very God. soon. Is it due tomorrow morning? No, no. I haven't heard anything. Anyway, uh, it absolutely destroyed last season. I, in some ways, kind of hope that, like, Embiid, like, just... I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to happen. I hate this conversation. You don't know what uh, you want to happen? Well, I, as far as... Uh, I just don't know that Jokic will take it seriously. Right. I don't want, like... my What I'm afraid is going to happen is that Jokic is going to play this steady, beautiful form of basketball that we all appreciate that is pleases the basketball gods and will ultimately uh, result in a championship, but, like, is not flashy, doesn't have 50-point games or whatever but Embiid doesn't play enough games and then it's just like disgusting conversation saying that he won it off a technicality I think we're missing the point because we get too locked up on the MVP here's the real stakes for me okay people said Anthony Davis that's the guy if Yoke has to see him in a playoff that's the guy that that's his the one of the bosses that he hasn't proven to and he erased that no longer is that a question of can Anthony Davis guard him but if Embiid has another dominant game against Jokic, even though they haven't played that much and it's only been regular season, I think people will rightfully say, Yoke, you know, they might even say things like, Yoke's the best player in the NBA, but he's not, but head to head, Embiid is better as a head to head. And you might just have to sit there and go, it might be true. Maybe it's true. And I don't even want that. Like, I don't want that to become a talking point of Yoke's really good, but there's one guy he's not good against. I just don't want that conversation, and I think it would be fair to have it if Embiid dominates tomorrow. Especially if, you know, these teams and these players never meet in the finals. The regular season head-to-head -head stuff is kind of all you got, and it's obviously you'd prefer the team's success in any sort of, like, fan standpoint, but as far as those kind of, like, little arguments go, that's always a defense that they can, you know, would fall back on people who prefer Embiid. Is he has... He has taken those matchups more seriously, and he has looked more dominant in those matchups. And I even think the fact that they play each other again in like eight days, I actually think it would become a little mini distraction if, they, if the Nuggets play poorly in this one. That would last until they play again because it will linger in well, the air. I, this that, like that's for me. There are actual regular season stakes here. I think Denver is in a great spot, and there there's a lot of momentum right now, and there's confidence again from the fan base. There's a little more joy out there on the floor. You want to talk about like a, like galvanizing that and 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 grabbing that and 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 wielding it, right? Like go into Philly, kick some ass, and the vibes will be the highest they've been all season, right? And then maybe that's what you need to go on this big regular season run that we've been hoping for. They're kind of doing it, yeah, but really, really dominant. I even think we can go as far as to say you got two games: this one and then at Boston right after it. You go in and take care of business in both of those, and I just feel like the conversation shifts to, like, yeah, the West is better. Like, the East, you guys have those cute little teams. Well, but don't I mean, ask when that question, dude. 
Well, I remember uh, a couple of days ago, we were asking, what do we want the narrative to be over this 10-game stretch, which the Nuggets have called the toughest 10-game stretch of their last eight years. Yeah. And I want it to be that the Nuggets are a better team than they were last year. Yeah. If you take care of business against Philly. Yep, in Philly. In Philly. And then do that Boston and win. That's the narrative. Yep. That the Nuggets are a better team than they were last year. And that's that's what I am hoping emerges mm. from I love that. This Philly game, from this Great. Boston game, from this road trip. Love that. I hope that the Nuggets are and are also looked at as a better team than they were last year. And and I think we could be thinking that if right. this road trip goes well. I think that storyline is on the table for something for us to talk about, you know, this time next week. I agree. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I think it's going to be a really pressure-filled game. Come sweat it out with us here at the GNVR Please. Bar. We're going to be our worst selves. I can't wait for it. I know. I, I can't do I this can't alone. Wait, honestly, I can't, I can't wait for stakes, though. No, I can't wait for stakes. The disappointing games we've had, Utah, Sloppy I didn't go stakes. into that caring. And then you, you just get mad. I don't think the Nuggets did either. Yeah. <laughs> this is a game where Those we're all excited. Stakes. We're all bringing stakes to it and excited for it. And we haven't had one of these for a while. So I'm kind of excited <laughs> for it. What, who's our old uh, holiday beef train partner? <laughs> the frozen beef that we were pushing oh, for a while. Uh, Omaha, Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. Free, free read for them right there. <laughs> okay. right, what do we got? Nate, uh, is it Nadine or Nadine? I Nadine. apologize Nadine. if I get it right or wrong. Whatever, I'm sorry. I apologize for getting it right. Hello there, my good men. <laughs> I hope you are having a swell days. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was Thank honestly you. lovely. Wow, that was so wholesome. Nate. That was incredibly wholesome. Wasn't Thank you. I, we're not. Well, I am not at all. <laughs> Pretty rough day, actually. <laughs> it's very cold outside. James Jimmy, every bench configuration with KCP and MPJ is a positive so plus minus saying. without Najee. Every Reggie <laughs> well. Jamal con- bench configuration with the bench is a negative. I don't um, think that is true. I don't, that I don't think that, re- that second yeah. part not true. Well, it makes me think the first part might not be so true either. <laughs> the best part about Super Chats is we won't fact check it. We won't fact check. You, you can, can literally say, say anything. I'm on Burgundy? Yeah. I'm on Burgundy. Go All right, everybody. Yourself, we're getting out of here. Our abs have an early game, as we will have tomorrow. So we're going to head out, out of here. Thank you for the Super Chats. Thanks for hanging along. Tomorrow, the big one. Hit Please that like come. button on the way Please out. Please come. City like the mayor. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.